0: I'm Rico and I'm Jessica and this is the always the critic podcast where a couple of friends review the latest movies except we literally have zero qualifications to do so Jessica how are you doing today
1: I'm doing very well I was just telling you that I visited my parents over the weekend Mm
0: -hmm. I
1: didn't tell you that their pool is done they had a pool built oh it took like two months their pool company was magnificent a really great you know contractor or whatever and the pool looks amazing. But we couldn't get in it because they were like, Oh, it's still curing and um, the chem they just put the chemicals in and stuff. But I mean, yeah. we are so excited to have another Furpee pool because we grew up in South Florida and we had a pool and I mean, we used the shit out of that pool in South Florida. <laughs> every party every party we had was a pool party and we just grew up um using this pool in South Florida. So now they have, my mom has finally gotten the pool that she wants in this new house that they moved away out of South Florida. And oh my gosh, it is when we get back from our trip in April, come May, like the summer is like pool parties at the
0: Furpee house all over again. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a great time. Mm -hmm. Sounds like Mm -hmm. a great time. Uh, I had the privilege of experiencing, uh, my girlfriend watching oh, her what first watch? time, uh, School of Rock.
1: Oh, no kidding. Yeah.
0: First time she had watched it. <gasps> that is it.
1: precious. Oh yes. my gosh. Yeah. School of Rock. Yeah. Jack it was Black. my
0: first time seeing it in a while. It's been a long time since yeah, I seen it. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, very enjoyable. Jack Black just a tour de force. No, like in that no. entire movie, he's just like, <laughs> you know, like really like I know. laying it on thick. The Jack Black of yeah. it all. Yeah, you know how, how he is. Uh, but yeah, that was that was a fun experience. Oh, nice uh, to see that movie with her. Uh, we we you and I we we definitely saw a movie this weekend that's the movie we're going to talk about today. <laughs> yes we
1: are yeah uh,
0: but before we get talking about that movie if this is your first time listening go ahead and subscribe to your favorite podcast app we're on apple Podcasts, spotify and many more and if you like us go ahead and give us a review on apple Podcasts and spotify five stars goes a long way for us come and check us out
1: on social media to stay up to date on our latest episodes and reviews you can find us on twitter instagram facebook and tiktok at always critic pod and lastly if you're a fan Please consider becoming a patron. It is such a great way for you to get involved, to show your support, and get so much extra content. You can check out the page on patreon.com slash alwayscriticpod. But we do want to shout out and thank our patrons, Janet, Curtis, Bale, Cindy, CD, Alana, Grace, and Lorna. Lorna is new. Welcome, Lorna.
0: Welcome to the circus. There we go. <laughs> I had it on mute. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the circus, Lorna. I hope you have a good time. I hope you're enjoying our content. Uh, I have a feeling that most of those people are in it for the Daybok content, but we welcome none none the same.
1: I do put a lot of Daybok content on there, but we do have, um, I want to say like 50 archived episodes from Always the Critic. Yes, we do. Yeah, including the first movie from the sequel that we're going to talk about. We're talking about the sequel today, but the first Shazam movie is mm-hmm. on the Patreon feed.
0: It is on the Patreon mm-hmm. feed. So, if you want to hear our thoughts on the first Shazam movie, you can check us out on Patreon.com/slash/AlwaysCriticPod. And today, we're going to go ahead and talk about the sequel that just got released this past weekend, Shazam: yeah. Fury of the Gods. Jessica, right. let us know what you. the movie's about.
1: The IMDb synopsis reads the film continues the story of teenage Billy Batson who upon reciting the magic word Shazam is transformed into his adult superhero alter ego Shazam.
0: Now the movie is directed by David F. Sandberg It is written by Henry Gaden, Chris Morgan and Bill Parker and it stars Zachary Levi. He is back as Shazam. Uh, his counterpart Asher Angel returns as Billy Batson. All the returning people Jack Dylan Glazer. Adam Brody, Ross Butler, DJ Katrona, Grace Carolyn Curry, Megan Good, uh, Jimon Honsu. And then the kids, more of the kids, Faith, Herman, Ian Chen, Jovan Armand. Uh, We got the parents, who are Marta Milans and Cooper Andrews. And then joining the cast, (laughs) we have uh, Rachel Zegler, who plays Anthea. Lucy Liu, who plays Calypso, and Helen Mirren as Hespera. So, all right, that is the cast. It's a very large cast. It's a huge cast. It's a very yeah. big cast. Now, Jessica, let us know how did this do at the box office and with critics?
1: Okay, so the box office, it made thirty point five million dollars opening weekend. It was estimated to make forty million dollars domestic. Before
0: Neither the number weekend. is good.
1: Right. Uh, neither number is good. So it came in below expectations, below projections, and then worldwide, since its opening, it's made sixty-five point five million dollars. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The first it, movie. Yeah.
1: Made fifty-three point five million dollars opening weekend. So that's a twenty million dollar drop. Yeah. Between the first and the second movie.
0: Not great. Not great, Bob.
1: Not great. Not great. The Rotten Tomatoes score is a 52% critic score and an 88% audience score. The critics' consensus reads, More unfocused and less satisfying than its predecessor, Shazam! Fury of the Gods, still retains almost enough of the source material's stilly charm to save the day.
0: Uh, Just to compare, the first Shazam! had a 90% Rotten Tomatoes score from critics. So that is a huge drop-off from original to sequel. So, uh, just to get started, uh, what are your general thoughts on the movie? Let's start there.
1: Okay, so I don't agree with the 52% audience score by any stretch. I thought this movie was on par with the first movie Mm -hmm. in terms of comedy, in terms of charm, in terms of just storytelling. It all seems to track. It's very similar to the beats from the first movie, and if you liked the first movie, I I'm pretty sure that you're going to like this sequel, Fury of the Gods. As far as sequels go, this one's pretty solid. I didn't hate it by any stretch. Maybe I didn't laugh as much as the first movie, but I thought it was cute. I thought it was heartfelt where it needed to be. And I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't hate this at all. I thought I was going to hate it because the critics were just railing against this movie before we went to go see it we were all like oh i don't know this might be a shit show i even called it a shit show in the text message that i sent to you guys before watching i was like i'm really excited to watch this shitty Suzanne movie with you guys tonight and oh my god it was not shitty okay it was not and i am pretty harsh i feel on superhero movies especially so i i was very um entertained All right. What did you think about it? I mean, I sat next to you, but like, what? What did you think?
0: Right. So you just mentioned that um, that if you like the first one, most likely you like the second one. I am in the camp that I like the first one, and I didn't really like the second one.
1: Interesting, because you laughed more than I did. I laughed.
0: Don't get me wrong. There's some funny moments in this movie, but I think that there's, I think there's more wrong with the movie than there is right.
1: Interesting. Okay. I feel uh, like I'm going to – this is another Joker episode where I was like, it was fine, yeah. and then I'm going to be defending the I movie. I mean,
0: I'm not going to like beat it to, to shit like the way okay. I did with Joker, but what, <laughs> I, what I will say is that I think that uh, because of the fact that the – cat, it feels very bloated with so many people in the movie because not only are you dealing with the adult versions or the superhero versions of the kids, but then you're also dealing with the kids. So it feels like there's a lot of people that have to share screen time. So certain people don't get enough screen time anyway. So it's kind of like a smattering of you're kind of getting progression in some people's stories and you're not getting enough in others. Um, The movie really focuses a lot on Billy's like his. He's got a complex. He's got a complex. And it's a good way to drive the story and I felt like just a tad bit more time developed there would have made a little more sense for the heart of the story. The way the first movie was all about this kid who is kind of rejecting being a foster kid, but then he gets accepted for real by a loving family. And this movie was, was trying to get to that same point it's a
1: fear of loss
0: it's a fear of loss but i i feel like they they do enough but i feel like a little more time dedicated to maybe fleshing out like what exactly is he losing is he just losing everyone or is he losing like actual connections like what kind of connections is he losing with everybody and i don't feel like there was enough time to develop it because there's just too many people in the cast So that was my one, my first thing. But the other thing is, I, I like Helen Mirren, I like Rachel Zegler, and Lucy Liu is good. But I don't know if this was like the right type of role for Lucy Liu. Um, I was not buying her really as like this villainous uh, person, this villainous god. And so it's ki- it kind of t- kept taking me out of the movie whenever like she would start proclaiming stuff or trying to say things, and I'm just like eh, I, I don't feel her as someone as a villain or evil or something like that. So so that kind of took me out. And last thing, the third act, um, just CGI fest. Yeah, it Makes was getting, everything um, look <laughs> plastic and fake.
1: I think I turned to you and I said, "This is turning into Man Steel." Yes,
0: yes, yes, he did. Uh, there's enjoyable moments where you're like oh or like what I do appreciate about the movie is that it does share that spirit of oh we're having fun and then something dark and twisted like (laughs) happens so that's something that I enjoyed about that first one that that movie is plenty of jokes and warmth but at the same time there is some dark imagery that really you know goes through and so this movie kind of shares that DNA so Overall, um, I I enjoy some aspects of the movie, but it's not going to end up anywhere near my favorite movies of the year. Oh, no. Oh. And I Don't actually, get I, me wrong. This I isn't mean, a,
1: f- a favorite for the year. No. And it's not going to rank in the best movies of 2023. But right. um, was it a great
0: popcorn flick? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly it's a good popcorn flick take your mind off of stuff just enjoy
1: and i really do want to pick apart the things that you dislike but i feel like that's more for the spoiler section so i will just rebuttal later
0: gotcha i mean i don't i'm not like saying that okay never mind
1: (laughs) What do you what do you trying I was going to gonna say, say
0: like like why pick it apart? It's just how I feel.
1: I know, like, but I do want to like, I don't know, not pick it apart, but like offer um I guess like criticism? I don't know. I don't know
0: what the word is. An right. alternative to my thought process. Like a
1: um devil's advocate, I guess. Okay.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Uh so, what did you think about the editions of Helen Mirren? Rachel Zegler, and Lucy Liu into the movie. How did you feel about their addition?
1: I thought Helen Mirren was the shining star Mm of the three of them. Me too. I left the theater going, Helen Mirren can do no wrong. And I think there's something about Helen Mirren sort of leaning into the camp of the movie. Because the movie is campy in so many places. And it knows the tone that it's going for, which is a positive. Helen Mirren... I, I don't know, like in the last few years, she's really just kind of been like, fuck it. I really like this crazy, stupid stuff. And I like to be a part of it. So considering she's been in the Fast franchise and she's like, I want to drive. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the don't Helen forget Maren, she was
0: in Red, like that Red mm-hmm. series.
1: The Helen Mirren that's like, I want to drive a car in the fast franchise is the same Helen Mirren that is playing a Greek goddess in this movie. And she's very good at sort of lending a little bit of gravitas, but also knowing that it's Helen Mirren and like a Greek goddess get up and uh, she's supposed to be flying around and being menacing. And she, you know, in some places you can tell that she's just having fun.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Which is nice. Um, Rachel Ziegler, there is a twist, I guess, for her character, which we can talk about it later. But she is one of the three newcomers. And I think she does pretty well considering that she's been giving interviews on the red carpet saying, what what drew you to this role? And she goes, well, I just needed a job. (laughs) So considering she's out here giving interviews saying, oh, this was just a paycheck movie. Uh, she did right. pretty well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, she did.
1: Yeah. Going toward Lucy Liu, I love Lucy Liu. I think mm-hmm. that we should see more Lucy Liu in movies. Oh, I agree. Was this the perfect vehicle <laughs> for Lucy Liu? I don't think so. And she was supposed to be more of the villain. Yeah. Villainous, uh, pers- uh, you know, in the. Sister, I guess, in the grand scheme of the movie. But I don't know. She just, I don't know. I don't know how to, how I to feel about Lucy Liu.
0: It, it's a bit of a mixed bag, I think, in this movie.
1: Yeah, because I don't know if she was taking it as, like, tongue-in-cheek as Helen Mirren was. Right. And she didn't come across as, like, authentic and genuine as... Rachel Ziegler did. So then like, where does that leave? I, I don't know.
0: It, it really leaves you in, in no man land. Right. Because you're not like fully buying into like the character or you're not treating it as like the, you know, like the entertainment that it's supposed to be like, right. you know, you're not doing either or you're like right in the middle. So it's like not really satisfying either way, you know? Uh, so, Here's the big thing about the movie that I wanted to ask you, Uh, given that now we have low box office numbers and DC seems to be changing things. Does this are we even going to see any more of these characters going forward? What? I don't know. You tell me. I'm never
1: like involved in the the stuff about the superheroes movies and the DC shakeup. Is very confusing for me. Um, what la- was the la- latest thing that happened? They scrapped everybody except uh, Ezra Miller's The Flash.
0: Pretty much. So so what's left of the DC movie slate that we know of, that we know that's coming, was obviously Fear of the Gods, The Flash that's coming in the summer. There's a Blue Beetle movie uh, in August. It's a... Latino superhero movie and then finally the end of the year ends with uh, Aquaman 2 and that is the last slate of stuff that DC had before James Gunn took over uh, with his friend uh, Peter Safran so they are taking over and they unleashed back in January basically their timeline for part chapter 1 is what they're calling it uh, gods and monsters now here's the thing like god and monsters being in the title of what their next series of movies and shows is would kind of lead you to believe oh well maybe shazam has a role there but when you look at the actual slate there's nothing at all for shazam in the next couple years like nothing planned nothing at all uh we're talking about uh some weird ass animated show Creature Commandos, I don't know what that is. Um, In terms of movies, I know Superman Legacy will be coming. Uh, This is – it's not an origin story, uh, but it's a way of Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. Um, So we have that. Uh, Lanterns, which is going to be (laughs) – Green Lanterns? Yeah, it's the Green Lanterns, right? Okay. In the vein, this is their description. Our vision for this is very much in the vein of True Detective.
1: Oh, come on.
0: Come (laughs) on. terrestrial based. It will feature prominent lantern heroes Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. So it's going to have both Green Lanterns, like the ones that people grew up knowing, the white one and the black one, pretty much. Do
1: you think Ryan Reynolds will come back for a cameo?
0: Hell no. You don't think so? No. No, I don't think so um then there's going to be a movie called the authority uh characters i have no idea who they are uh an, a, another show that's coming out paradise lost a game of thrones style drama what set on the all-female <laughs> island that is wonder woman's birthplace Themyscira?
1: oh so it's about filled, the amazonians
0: right filled with political intrigue and scheming between power players what it takes place before the events of the wonder woman films
1: well, so is Wonder Woman like a child? Is That's she what I'm, involved? Guessing.
0: I'm guessing she's gotta be a child. Is she child. alive? That's another great question. I don't know. Oh I my don't know. Gosh. Yet. Uh The Brave and the Bold. This is their new Batman movie. Which is um it's the introduction of their DCU Batman. Cause Ben uh, Affleck's like, no. No, Ben Affleck already said I'm, I'm not doing anything here. Uh and we're gonna get the interactive inter introduction of robin uh damian wayne uh who is the son of bruce wayne and who is uh, yeah uh there is a comic line where uh bruce wayne has a son and he becomes robin and robin this robin damian wayne <laughs> uh basically is a in their words a little son of a bitch what? Yeah, he is not great. Um, and so they introduced Batman to a son he never knew existed—a murderous tween raised by assassins. <laughs> it's a very what? strange father and son story. The Brave and the Bold.
1: I okay. So pause because yes. your question was: Is there a place for Shazam? I
0: don't know. I don't think so. Because it, like they, they have not—they have they're a not. Supergirl movie coming out. As well. Um, And this will see the difference between Superman, who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents from the time he was an infant, versus Supergirl, raised on a rock, a chip off of Krypton, who watched everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways for the first 14 years of her life, and then come to Earth. She is much more hardcore and not the Supergirl we're used to. What? And then finally, they're going to wrap up this first chapter with Swamp Thing. A horror film that promises <laughs> to close out the first chapter of all this so i i think we honestly have seen the last of zagri levi i uh, think so Shazam. too yeah. i i don't think there's room for him i mean there's no room for gal gadot which we'll talk about that in a second um and i don't think there's no room for henry cavill you know that was so a whole fiasco that was a fiasco that that entire thing i feel bad for him because that was, i feel terrible that was dirty what they did to him but they you know. super dirty but we'll talk about that so i think at the end of yeah. the day this is the last we've seen the shazam so we'll go ahead we'll talk spoilers about shazam but before we do why don't you go ahead and give the grade for shazam fury of the gods
1: probably c plus
0: c plus yeah. okay yeah i think i settled on c minus so
1: Okay, what the hell? We're, We're like not far right here. Near... Okay,
0: I don't know why you're objecting understand. to what I said. I didn't think I was that far off. So,
1: okay, let's go.
0: All right, let's go ahead and talk about spoilers for Shazam: Fury of the Gods right after this. The greatest trick, Houston, we have a problem. I am the father.
1: I see dead people. The devil ever pulled. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Was convincing the world. You
0: can't the truth. He didn't exist. Oh, uh, what's in the box? Where do we want to start with this uh, movie?
1: So I think that you're, you're a complaint about the competing directions of the movie and how it has so many kids, so many Shazam versions of the kids and introduction of these new sisters, the goddesses. And your Your thing was, I don't really like how they handled Billy's motivations for keeping the family together.
0: Just because I think that it could have been explored a little bit more. That's what I mean. I feel like it wasn't explored enough. Like, I understand that he keeps saying, I'm trying to keep this family apart. Or I'm sorry, keep this family (laughs) together. That's what I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm trying to keep the family together. But I think we don't um, fully explore, okay, like show us why it's so important for you to, to keep it together. I know? think
1: it's very easy to understand like why he wants to keep the family together. Because now that he has a family, he doesn't want to lose a family. So I think it's almost too simplistic to spend more time on it. I liked the seeds of the other stories, like the other siblings. Mm-hmm. The older sister who's aged out and not didn't go to college – all of a sudden, which was actually kind of a big deal in the first movie. Yeah. So the fact that she didn't go to college, I'm like, that's like major. Can we sit there for a second and talk about like why she didn't go to college and why she's still hanging out with the, the siblings? And is it just to be superhero like whenever they need or what's the deal? So yeah. I feel like that was more important. And um, what's his name? Uh, let me... Go to the names uh, of
0: the kids. You're talking about Freddie Freeman?
1: Freddie. So then Freddie has a lot of screen time in this movie. A lot. And you see him trying to make a play for Rachel Zegler's Anthea. Mm-hmm. Anne, as Anne. he knows her initially. And hit like there was this whole thing where they were like, he's, he's like, I'm brave and I can stand up to bullies because I know... That I'm a superhero, really.
0: Right. Yeah, that's his big thing.
1: So that was like a whole concept that they also threw in there, too. This like, what is a real hero? Are you a hero without your powers? Are you a hero because of your powers? So that's a giant concept that they sort of threw in there as well. Yeah. And I don't know. I think they did those concepts better, that concept better than we got to keep this family together. Like family is everything, you know?
0: My, my big thing is that your, your main storyline, which should be coming from your main protagonist, that doesn't feel like the biggest story. Like mm-hmm. Freddie's mm-hmm. story feels more impactful in the movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're
0: more interested in Mary's story about not going to college and staying home. You know, hell, they even throw a bone over to Pedro's character, and how he is a kid who, you know, he is in the closet. He's he he is secretly Right? He's
1: like, I want to watch baseball, and he's got like these sports magazines and GQ and stuff that he's looking at because he's gay, and he want like he's attracted to these people, and he's not letting it be known in the family, even though I guess it's like a terrible kept secret because everyone kind of figures that he's gay. So these other characters have more interesting storylines. And if you look at the first movie, they're obviously not as developed. You're just kind of getting to know them. There's an origin story for all of them. But Billy's story is so ratcheted up to 11, like with the whole seeing his mother abandon him two different ways. Yes, yes and going to confront her and realizing mm-hmm. that there is no way back there's only a way forward and he has to learn to love you know yeah. through the through the trauma like and it's very uh memorable and that's the heart of like that story like his origin story as Shazam and the other kids haven't gotten their time to shine. And it almost feels like this movie was supposed to be their moment. And you, uh, like we said before, like some of their stories are really
0: juicy. They are. And yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. So that's what I mean with juggling so many things juggling up in the air where you're juggling these different stories. Some of them are getting shortchanged. You're not spending enough time in certain ones. And at the end of the day, uh, Billy Batson's story in this particular movie doesn't feel as compelling as Freddie's, or Mary's or Pedro's. Like, okay. those stories feel more compelling. Um, Correct. You know, and it's good that the supporting characters get stories that are compelling, but I don't feel like those should be overshadowing your star. Like, they, their story shouldn't be... The, the bigger driving force than your SARS, than your your main protagonist's story. But that's what happened in this movie for me, at least.
1: I think that they tried to, to kind of round it out where he becomes like um, a martyr. Yeah. Right. Where he's like, well, I will just sacrifice myself to protect my family because I'm not going to let anything happen to them. Yes. So I do like that turn of events for him i think that's that was good um a good way to track his his arc is for him to just be like well i'll just take the heat you know i'll sacrifice myself and and it's not just for the world at large it's to protect my family um i think that's a good thing that they did to make his storyline a little more powerful in the third act agreed um switching to talking about family switching to the three sisters i did not feel like
0: they were sisters not at all
1: at all not for one second did i think that they were
0: related no and you don't have to look alike to, no like, i'm not oh off. my gosh yeah no no no, no don't
1: no, no. get me wrong it is not the fact that they don't look alike
0: no because it you can always that- pull people that don't look alike and you can feel a bond
1: Yes, I did not feel, feel anything. a bond. And the bond is supposed to be thousands and thousands of years old. <laughs> so I was like, nope, there is nothing there. There's no sisterhood, no bond, no, no chemistry in that respect between the three of them. So I felt like that was a blight on them appearing all together and them trying to be on the same page. Like I was like, I kind of buy the fact that they're have competing interests for what they're going to do with these powers. They've they've gained powers all over again. The barrier, whatever, is, like, down. And they have scores to settle. And they have beef with the wizard. So I was like, okay, cool. I get all this rage. I get all this um, competing interests. One wants to go for blood. The other one just wants to move on and rebuilds their home world or whatever. I get all that. Yeah. It was the fact that they're trying to be sisters from the same father, I guess. Atlas. Yes. And I was like, no. And then to compound the issue, there, it's like three different generations of actresses.
0: Right. <laughs> so, That's the big thing. Like, yeah. you got Helen Mirren. And then you got Lucy Lou right in the mm-hmm. middle. And then yeah. you got a newcomer in Ra- Rachel she Zegler. She
1: literally just got started in her career. Yeah. yeah. This
0: is like her second major role. Pretty much, yeah. And she has been tapped as like the new it girl. Although Uh,
1: Steven Spielberg, I feel like, might have christened her. Is that do I have that right? Well, because of West Side Story, that was her first.
0: That was her first movie role. Mm -hmm. Was West Side Story? I
1: think Steven Spielberg is.
0: Yeah, she. He's the has blessed
1: her, (laughs) and he's
0: the movie hadn't even come out yet, and she had been tapped for this for the new Hunger Games like reboot that they're doing uh-huh. and for Snow White. Correct. So like that is a huge start She's, to your career.
1: Um what's the guy's name? Uh from from Friday Night Lights? Taylor Kitsch. She is this season's Taylor Kitsch and I only hope that she doesn't go the way of Taylor Kitsch. Because, no, I hope not
0: either.
1: Um West Side Story was great. She was really good in this movie, Fury of the Gods. And I'm sure she'll be great in the other two movies. But considering the box office on this one, I mean, this is yeah. already smelling a little Taylor Kitschy. So.
0: Yeah. But again, she's got two other movies. No, no, she's, down she's the got pike. work coming she's, down the She's pike. got work coming. Yeah. So, but yeah, overall, the, the connection between the three actresses didn't feel. Like it was there. It was not existent. Yeah, it was
1: not organic at all. And
0: so, the the energy that each one gives off, I understand it. So, like Helen is the dominant figure, but also you know receptive to hearing you know uh, something from Rachel's character. Rachel's the empathetic one, and then you got Lucy Lou, who is you know bent on revenge. Mm-hmm. You know, uh. But again, like it just did not feel like they were connected to, to each other in any mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm. So so that was a bit of like pulling out of the movie for me a little bit. Uh, but yeah, that third act, man. Um, well,
1: somewhere inside they were hatching like animals in <clears throat> Philly, like yeah. mythical beings in yeah, Philly. Yeah, mythical be- beings. Out yeah. of like sacks that <clears throat> had grown from a giant tree. The tree of life, they said, right? Yes. That's what it was.
0: Grown right in Citizens Bank
1: Park. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Where the Philadelphia (laughs) Phillies play.
1: (laughs) So somewhere inside there, I think we were all like, what is going on? Um, I guess this is what they meant by like, well, if you plant this seed apple thing in Earth... It will start turning their world upside down. It would destroy their world. I was thinking maybe some sort of terraforming was going to happen. And it was just no. The mythical beings were just terrorizing the locals. Um, Yeah. So I was a little bit taken aback by that approach.
0: Me too. Me too. They
1: had to. What was it? They had to go find a unicorn. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh. Because the, the beings were all afraid of the unicorns, Lord of the Beasts, or something, King of Beasts, and there was a Skittles promo in there. What? Did, what did you think? Like, you died once, laughing.
0: Not once, but twice. Mm-hmm. They said, "Taste, Taste the rainbow." The rainbow. <laughs> like. It couldn't have been more obvious that <laughs> that product placement, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, fun as it was, like it, it was still kind of like you sit there, it's like, how much this, like, in my head, I'm like, how much does Skittle pay to get in this movie? Like, that's right. my thought process. It kind of sucks that that's the first thing that I thought of. But I mean, I still chuckled and laughed when, like, she goes, uh, "Taste on the rainbow, mother," and then like cuts the away. <laughs> yeah, the cutaway.
1: You died. What did I say to you that you started like laughing? I think it was before they said the the lines, right? Um, she was like threw she threw skittles at yeah, the she threw at the, the unicorn at the
0: unicorn, okay, yeah.
1: And I go, "Taste the rainbow, bitch!" And you lost it in the theater. And that was before the little girl says, taste the rainbow.
0: Yeah. Like you predicted it pretty much. (laughs) Oh man. So
1: funny. Yeah. Insane. um, Insane. I think what was the last thing that I was like, I don't get that is that, you know, Billy Batson sacrifices himself and he dies and they go and they're like, well, he, (laughs) Rachel Ziegler was like, he was a hero. He was a God. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Which is the cheesiest line. And they're like, uh the wizard's like, well then he should be buried like a oh god. So they take him to Mount Olympus, for lack of a better word. And we I had go, problems with this. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. So how the fuck did anybody get there? Because Helen Mirren died, Lucy Lou died, and now we have Rachel Zegler's Anthea is the last sister. And she has no powers at this point. They like stripped her of her powers.
0: Right. And nobody has powers.
1: None of the Shazam kids have their powers. And of course, Billy Bats instead. So, and the wizard's like, you're jack shit. Like, he has no powers at all. Right. The staff is powerless at this point. So, how the hell does, you know, our troop get to Mount Olympus, you were like, <laughs> I turned to you. And I was like, how'd they get there? Nobody has powers. You're like, they went through that room full of doors. And I was like, no, no, no. How did they even get to the lair?
0: Because they need powers to get they there.
1: They need powers to get to the lair to get to the door that leads them to Mount Olympus. Oh, my God. So I was like, how? And I guess we come to like a very important part of the movie, that was teased in the trailer.
0: Who resurrects Billy Batson? I got. I got I to like say that this was gross negligence by <laughs> Warner Brothers to uh, release this before the movie. Oh yeah, this was ridiculous, and it's Wonder Woman.
1: Yeah,
0: um, and it's the most obvious line. It's like only a god can, you know, can light this staff yeah. back up. And then like you hear a voice, how about a demigod? And then the rollicking Wonder Woman theme comes
1: on. Burn <laughs> we were like, oh my God.
0: It was that was not the scene for it, but she <laughs> you know what? Give it to me. I don't Fire. care. Fight. Fine. Fine. <laughs> so, you know, she she lights the staff and the staff comes up, they re, re- resurrect uh Shazam. Yeah. And then immediately he's, like, spitting game to Wonder Woman. Or at least trying to. Right, right. Because he's been dreaming
1: of her. Oh, yeah. He had this, like, dream earlier and it was very vivid and, yeah.
0: Yeah, again, it makes no sense how they got there. But, you know, seeing Wonder Woman, which could be her very final time uh, as Wonder Woman, not the best way to see her for the final time, which sucks. But. yeah. Again, weird scene, weird scene. Overall, <laughs> the movie the movie itself has some fun moments in it. But it's definitely nowhere near as strong as the first one. The first one is just so fun and warm and even though like it has some gnarly stuff in it, at the end of the day like it was still like you got Really attached to Billy because of the of the issue that he's going with, going through.
1: Yeah, his origin story, his the origins, backstory.
0: It's really good. It's a really good story. Yeah, and so and so this movie just kind of feels, you know, just a bit of a drop off from that first one.
1: One other thing is that this movie's missing like iconography. You know, mm. like the first movie had that moment where it was like, "Yes, I am," and you re- you remember that moment of like him screaming Shazam the lightning coming down and hitting the kid and then it's uh um what's his name <laughs> oh my god i don't remember anybody's name Zachary levi yeah emerging with his lightning bolt like glowing and there isn't those kinds of scenes iconography scenes like that like what what's another like iconography like Spider-Man movies from Sam Raimi are really good at iconography. Yes, Where they, are. they have like the swinging and they have those poses with the Spider-Man throughout the city. You even have even in the animated in, Into the Spider-Verse, or that's not the... Yeah, Into the Spider-Verse. Into movie, the Spider-Verse,
0: yeah. You got it.
1: Where he's upside down. Yeah. He's falling upside down or something. And like, that's a really great iconography scene.
0: Yeah, the, the movie, this movie at least, you don't get... Like very memorable moments like that,
1: right? I, I Where s- Billy Batson like runs off the building and screams Shazam in slow motion, and then he like takes and off he flying. Takes off like flying. that's that was the first movie's moment,
0: right? Right, that was the big moment. You're like, that oh movie.
1: my gosh, yeah,
0: yeah. And leading into the third act, right? Exactly. Uh, this movie doesn't quite have that, but I will say, I don't know if they meant it as a nod or anything because um this character and black Adam uh-huh. have a history. they're both
1: in- Shazams Do I have in a right? way yeah
0: they're both like they both have those powers um there's a moment when he's fighting in the third act inside the dome and his suit is kind of like burning. yeah and it, it turns charred black
1: mm-hmm. so
0: it, it kind of beared a resemblance to like Shazam's suit. Like the way, like the texture and the color and everything. Am I supposed
1: to read into when he was sort of fighting inside the dome and collecting energy in the staff and his eyes went all like lightning? Yeah. White? I mean, is that, do I have to read into that? Um, that That
0: is more, you know what? That is calling to the comic book of like drawings. Whenever he would get charged of lightning, like, you would see, like, in the comic book drawings, like, they would show his eyes, like, kind of start, you know, peering white, like, he was about to use his lightning. Like, he was, like, to borrow another term from another (laughs) fandom, he was, like, about to go Super Saiyan, pretty much. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah, that was kind of the way that they would use him in the the comics. Mm -hmm. They would, like, light up his eyes, and then, like, there's a moment in that scene he's holding the staff and it's dark but the lightning's hitting behind him so you see like his silhouette mm-hmm. and then his his chest yeah, is glowing. Yeah. So like they're borrowing stuff from the comics there for sure. Um so I guess if if you're really paying attention you definitely like will catch something from comics
1: mm-hmm.
0: here and there, but not fully something that really becomes the most memorable thing of like, oh that that I can remember, mm-hmm. you know, n- nothing quite as impacting like in the first movie when you see Billy Batson yeah. jump off. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, so uh, what else did you want to mention about this? Did movie? you
1: want to talk about the intro sequence of like this museum heist that happens? And it's Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu in Roman soldier get up.
0: Uh, yes, 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 yes.
1: And then they, like, turn all the people into
0: stone. It's one of those scenes where you're expecting bad stuff to happen. I just was not prepared for everybody to be turned into stone. Like, if Yeah, it was, was
1: unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> the outcome. Oh, my
0: goodness. It was. It, um, and, like and it when felt they like do, they. Oh,
1: sorry. I was going to say ahead.
0: when they do that pan showing everybody in stone. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, oh, this is where we went.
1: And it felt a little like they were borrowing from zombie movies when Lucy lose chaos. Like she would like whisper something in their ear, and they would like go nuts. And they would pass on the chaos by whispering whatever incantation into somebody oh my else's God. ear. Like some of they're that like was pouncing crazy. on people as they were going about the room. And I was like, this is very zombie apocalypse level. Like the way they passed on the chaos to the next person. It was,
0: it was um, yeah, it was pretty like insane the way they would carry yeah. that. And the way, like, the eye effect where the eyes would, like, get, uh-huh. like, all dark and and the veins, like, yeah, popping yeah. around the eyes, I was just like, ooh, that is creepy. Like, that's what I'm talking about, where these movies share, like, such humorous stuff, but also some, like, very, like, like dark imagery
1: mm-hmm. happening at the
0: same time. Mm-hmm. So, I enjoy that aspect of it. Because it kind of throws you for a loop every time it happens. It's like whoa, and you <laughs> yeah. almost forget sometimes. Like, oh wow, these movies can be dark. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that that's my that's my thoughts on the movie overall. Um, I wish it it would have carried more of what how the first movie was. Um, uh, but Did still not a bad to... time at the movies.
1: It's not a bad time at the movies. That's why it's like a C plus for me because I wasn't dislike. It. You know, disliking it, watching it. Right. Did you want to talk about the stingers or the stingers? Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> we, which may not, which may not, may have, not amount to anything, may not amount to anything. So the first one, so the first one, we see two characters. If you're familiar with the show, um, Peacemaker, you'll recognize these two characters. I've never seen it, but I've seen these characters okay. pop up from there. Um, and it looks like they are recruiting him into the Justice Society. And, of course, there's some confusion by <laughs> by Shazam, because as soon as they hear justice, he immediately says yes, but they say society right after. Yeah, and so
1: he's like, are they the same thing, Justice League and Justice Justice Society?
0: And no. They're like, they're no. Not. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, if you're, if you did watch black Adam, uh, those characters that are, he's fighting against pretty much that is the justice society. So a few of them, a few of them, not all of them, but a few. So the insinuation is that that is the group (laughs) that he's going to join
1: and Waller is heading it up,
0: right? Waller. And there was the insinuation of that in black Adam as well. So Waller, by the way, getting her own show uh through this uh, series through james gunn so cool he's getting recruited into a group and we may never see this group or we may see this group but we may never see shazam in this group he even though he said yes um <laughs> so that's the first thing right yes you know so the rumor was uh, supposedly that up until like a couple days before shooting the movie that they were going to have members of the Justice Society actually recruit him, but like some like contract stuff fell through, they couldn't get the people, so they had to like last second insert people that people at least recognized to be in the stinger. Mm-hmm. So that's how we got these two characters from Peacemaker. Um, then we get the second stinger at the end of the at the credits. Uh, we see. <laughs> Uh, what was the character's name? Mark Strong's character.
1: I don't remember. A gotcha, do- Doctor.
0: Doctor, something? yeah, he was something. I don't remember. Uh, so he's still in the jail, and he's making all these markings on the wall. And if you remember the last movie, <laughs> the stinger was that in that jail he is <laughs> he, <laughs> he is least, visited, yeah, by a talking caterpillar. Correct. And I believe his name is Mastermind, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken.
1: <laughs> All right. Yes. So he visits. He escaped. he escaped from the lair, from the Shazam lair.
0: Right. Exactly. In the
1: first movie. And then he's in the stinger in, in the first movie. And now he's in the stinger in the second movie.
0: Exactly. So he he's coming to tell... You know, Mark Strong's character, you know, I I got a plan for what I'm gonna do, you know, I'm not always gonna be this little. And then <laughs> so what is the plan? Sorry. And Mastermind's like, wait, there's something else I have to do. And he walks away, leaving Mark Strong, wait, wait, tell me. <laughs> and then the stinger ends. Because That's of it. course it does. So another just hint at a future we'll never get. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I wild. um wild.
1: I don't. I mean, how to put this? I don't give a shit about these stingers and what they imply and how are they important or not important anymore. I mean, yeah.
0: I know. I know. I just,
1: and then I think you were laughing at me during the second stinger because <laughs> I was like. I don't even know what kind of face I had on, but I was like over it. Definitely. Oh yeah, that
0: your your face was just like you're like looking in some. You're looking at it like in bemusement, but also in annoyance, in <laughs> in astonishment. Just just a nice mix of just all these different it's things at the same time.
1: A talking caterpillar is the villain. Ah, anyway. I think we might have come to the end of our
0: Yeah, we definitely did. We definitely okay. did. All right. So, yeah, so those are our thoughts on Shazam Fury of the Gods. Um, so, you know, good luck to Zachary <laughs> Levi and the entire crew. I know a couple of you guys definitely have bright futures ahead. Rachel Zegler, Jack Dylan Grazer definitely have some bright futures mm-hmm. for sure. Asher Angel, I'm still on the fence about. Um,
1: Oh, you don't think he's got a, you don't think he's got gas?
0: Mm, I don't think so. I don't think so. Wow. There's something about him that I'm just like, eh, I'm not really feeling like stardom from him. You know? I don't know. I think, uh, I think you have a point. Yeah. 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 There's just something. It's like missing it. It. There's an it factor there. Yeah. So next week, I'm excited. (laughs) It is time for John Wick 4. Wow. Yo. Wow. Remember when, first off, (laughs) hold on. We did chapter three here on this this podcast. So scroll back if you want to hear our thoughts on that one. But also, remember when we put John Wick chapter three, Parabellum, into our Action Movie Hall of Fame? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Good Lord. Wow. wow. But that's how big of an impact that movie made. Like that movie is insane. And buck wild.
1: It's buck wild. And I can't wait to see I this can't. one. I can't. There, there's uh there's very few sequels that I get excited about. And I hope that this one delivers because I mean, it's not they're not perfect, but they're uh, oh. wildly entertaining. They are aesthetically pleasing. They do a lot of really intense stunt choreo and amazing CGI to bring it all together. Uh, (laughs) I'm just so excited to see Keanu again. Yes. Um, They kind of have him hold up training, right, throughout the year to do these movies.
0: Yeah, they do. They I do. mean,
1: it, it. what if we say on our Action Movie Hall of Fame, I think we did mention the sort of like Tom
0: Cruise versus Keanu. We did mention that. Of it all, We yeah. did mention that um, <laughs> because Keanu is out here like, like single-handedly like holding on to this genre. Yeah. Hand-to-hand yeah. combat of fighting, martial arts, but also gunplay. Yeah. You know, he's single-handedly. He's like,
1: not doing these giant like – Go into space, and right? Or
0: jumping off a cliff on a motorcycle. Jumping off like, a
1: cliff. He's not doing and, that. No, he's. But not he doing is riding a horse. Bumpastic. Well, yeah, through the middle of is. Manhattan.
0: So sure.
1: It's very interesting to see how the two men are holding up facets of action movies that we are um, excited to see, excited to put our money behind. And uh, you got you got a Tom Cruise movie that are going to review later.
0: Yes, I do. Yeah, that's going to be in July.
1: Yeah, purely a summer movie.
0: Hell yeah. Dead Reckoning. Part one.
1: (laughs) Good luck taking that off your top ten of the year.
0: I said that in my most anticipated (laughs) movies of 2022, 2023,
1: 2023.
0: that good luck taking Dead Reckoning off of my top (laughs) ten at the end of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh man. but before we get to that right. John Wick chapter 4 very excited very good things being said about it. Oh good. Uh, a lot of reviews have already been out there and people yes. are loving it. People are loving it. So, I'm excited. Let's I'm go. ready to go. Let's so, go. if you enjoyed this episode, thank you for listening. Uh subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can find us everywhere. Give us five-star reviews. Those are the most important thing for us as we continue to grow the show. Uh, follow us on all our socials at Always Critic Pod. You can find us on all of them. Just look us up Always Critic Pod. If you've done all that, be just like some of the other people who follow us and support us on patreon.com/alwayscriticpod. That's where you can su- show support to the show, um, you know, really show that support for as little as $2 a month. You yeah. get a backlog of episodes and you get new random stuff on there plus if you're a fan of daybok definitely uh show your love and support there because jessica is yeah firing on all cylinders over there
1: i do i keep it up it's a lot of fun though
0: (laughs) yeah it is a lot of fun so that has been our show for this week i'm rico
1: and i'm jessica and this has been the always the critic podcast